from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I was uh, I was in Tampa for my brother's wedding. I was kind of bummed out that the Lightning were not in town because I've not been to a Lightning game. But that whole area is pretty sweet. Amelie, yeah. Amelie Arena, right? And th- I'm only bringing this up from the perspective of, man, people need to get with the program with updating the PNC Arena area because, goodness gracious, it's like it's all they got bars everywhere. You got the cool setup. I mean, you can't. There's no bay, obviously, for PNC Arena to look out to. I mean, although they're not really using Carter Finley for much of anything these days, so maybe they just turn that into a man-made lagoon. I don't know, and that'll be a nice setting for hockey games. Point being, I am reminded every time I go to an arena, like, oh, there's like cool stuff around the building. Must be hey, nice. But there are arenas and parking downtown decks. and parking decks too. But there are arenas downtown. Not the point, Joe. Oh. There's a lot of activation around the building is what I'm saying. <laughs> there is, but it's also downtown. Not the point. Okay. It just makes me go, oh, it must be nice. They can do this at PNC Arena if they go forward with a lot of the stuff that they want to do, including parking decks. There's nothing wrong with parking Probably decks. Probably now, just as, uh, you're an NC State grad, so am I. Yeah. L- l- let's not take away. There was a woman sitting behind me in the stadium, and I- I've reached Was a cert- it Saturday? Yeah, in the BC the, laws. There, there's a, there's a. I've reached a certain point in my life where, like, I'm creepy to people. But <laughs> the woman had a shirt on that That's says. That's growth. The woman had a shirt on that says, "Never lost the tailgate, never lost." And I was like, I really want to take a picture of you mm-hmm. with like the sun setting, standing up here in Carter Finley Stadium, and submit this to the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, because you are the avatar for NC State football. Yeah, never lost. The tailgate. You know that doesn't go away with updates, right? I understand that, but today is not the day to take away one of the things that NC State has. They have two things in this world. Mm-hmm. Do not take away one of them. Don't even take away a hundred spaces right now. We can we can have that lucid conversation on another day. Okay. Never lost. You never lost, and you weren't there on Saturday. It was glorious weather. Perfect. Yeah, until the game. The beer. Perfect. Until the game was played. Again, none of that goes away if you put some parking decks. All right, let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door, uh. Not on my watch, Ovius. <laughs> Not today. All right, first one comes from Sean. Hey Joe, Gilio. Did basketball season still start in Chapel Hill after the loss to Notre Dame? It did. It did because your basketball team's number one, and that's the sport you care about. Or did you forget already? No, I don't think they forgot. I think. Do you think that that's what's happening with Carolina football is a yay, but it's still it's basketball. I don't think they need a but. I mean, Drake May has been better than anyone could have anticipated, yeah. except maybe Nick Saban. Sure, because again. Nick Saban doesn't like willy-nilly offer quarterbacks no, to be absolutely not. the quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. Right? Um, they can absolutely celebrate this season. They should. Mm-hmm. Going to the ACC championship game. They won the goals. They haven't, lost. They haven't lost the conference game yet. Yeah. 6-0 on the road, man. That's the part. That's the part that even the coaching staff has got to be like, wait, we, 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 were, we, we didn't win a road game last year. We won them all this year? What? 
Come on now. And again, I would tell you, there is a push and pull to the universe. There is. This was supposed to be NC State's year. Last year year was supposed to be Carolina's year. Preseason top 10. NFL quarterback, right? Okay. And they go seven and six. All right. Here's uh, this year was supposed to be NC State's year. This is a conversation I want to stretch out over the course of a full segment because you talk about push and pull. I think there's a more specific push and pull to football in the triangle, specifically between NC State and North Carolina. I know Andrew Carter, uh, our guy, wrote about this in the News and Observer related to maybe Saturday with Mac Brown, you know, fulfilling the promise of his return and winning the Coastal Division and the way that NC State lost to Boston College is some sort of inflection point for the futures of the program. Don't play that game. Never play that game. And I can only speak to this, and you can speak to this, and anybody who's been around, and Andrew Carter should know better, never play that game between NC State and North Carolina because of the very thing that you just pointed out. Because last year was the inverse. Carolina was a team that was supposed to be the one taken off. The expectations. Who had a better year? NC State did. It flipped this year. And as much as Dave Doran could try to talk his way out of like, no, 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 no. we It's not going to be like some other teams up the road. Like, we get it. We know. Blah, 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 blah. It still hit him in the face. And obviously, Carolina went and did the thing. In the history, for as long as I've been doing this, state and Carolina, there is no clear leader. Every time somebody thinks, oh, this is it. This program's taking off and they're never looking back. Football's a different beast, man. Different beast. And at the end of the day, they end up. The equilibrium is eh, a couple 500 programs in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. All right, this one comes from ACC State Fan. Hey, Joe, what's higher? The chances of State moving on from Doran or your alcohol tolerance? Oh, my alcohol tolerance easily. Easily. Pandemic changed the game. That's all I'm saying. They're not moving on. NC State's not going to actively move on from no. Dave Doran. Dave Doran might. The question is, will Dave Doran move on? Dave, yes. yes. Dave might want to move on. And but... it has been the question since Nebraska lost mm-hmm. the football game in Ireland or whatever the heck was the turning point for Scott Frost. And it's not like he hasn't flirted with leaving NC State before. Tennessee and Ole Miss are uh, the two big ones. So, nah, NC State's not moving on from Dave Doran. That's not happening. And they have no reason to in the grand scheme of things. But he might view what's gone here as uh, his ceiling and he might want to have a new challenge. And that's. Perfectly okay, if that's what he wants to do. Next up. All right, this one comes from Jeff. Hey, Joe, what's the go-to drink when you're at a wedding? Mm. When was the last time you went to a wedding, Julia? Oh, man. It's been at least two, three, four, five years. I feel like ACC hospitality prepares you for, like any sort of media hospitality that prepares you for things like at a wedding with an open bar. But as I've gotten older... But you would know most of the people at a wedding. No, but we're talking about alcohol here. Oh. And I feel like the learned thing for me as I've gotten older is stick to one thing and one Correct. thing only. So, like, I had some of my, my parents' longtime friends kind of make fun of me because on rehearsal dinner night on Friday, I stuck to vodka and soda. Okay. Vodka, soda, lime. Hydrate while having alcohol. It's basically like my spin drift and vodka move, right? And I felt great the next day. Actual wedding day, the reception, I drank nothing but Miller Lite. No wine, no shots, no nothing. Just Miller Lite. I ripped it up. But I felt great the next day. Next up. Yeah! This one comes from Bennett. Hey, Joe, you think old Davey Doran did any Twitter experiments Saturday night? Wow, that was a very condescending question from Bennett related to NC State. 
No, I think I saw Dave Dorn's comments from his press availability today. He basically said he stayed up all night thinking about what could have been against Boston College. But not anything, no tweet experiments like he did about fans showing up. Although the crowd was good on Saturday, right? They stuck around for the whole senior day extravaganzas. They had like, what, 31 guys? You wrote about this on WRL Sports Fan. 30 guys. 30. It's insane. Nuts. Insane. Tough way to go out. Last home game, but bonkers. That's nuts. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is is just a tap away. Next up. Whoa. From Brian. Hey, Joe, is UNC 9-1 with C.J. Stroud as their quarterback? (laughs) (laughs) So, I feel like Carolina fans are specifically picking on C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, as, like, the main talking point as to who should truly be a Heisman contender. I understand why, and Julio's already rolling his eyes. It's entirely possible that C.J. Stroud's not even the best Heisman candidate on Ohio State's squad right now. Okay? The wide receiver might actually be better. Regardless, Drake May has put up such crazy numbers, and the margin for error for Carolina's season after they've just won the Coastal Division, and it's entirely possible given how the, the the bloom on the rose of Clemson's fallen off a little bit, even though they had a nice get-right game against Louisville. I do feel like Drake May deserves to be in this conversation because they're not in this position without him, and that matters. Yeah, nobody said you had to be in the playoff in order to win the Heisman Trophy. Absolutely not, no. So Drake May absolutely belongs in the Heisman Trophy conversation. Now... I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come up with a better analogy than yeah. the one I, than I, one I want to use. I'm gonna workshop it with you. Sure. During the break. Okay. And then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll I'll get, try to come up with a better one. We'll get. Actually, we're gonna spend some more time talking about Drake May Heisman and Carolina college football playoff implications a little bit more in depth at four o'clock. So you'll have time to workshop that. Next up. How you doing? From Zach A. Joe, do you think people will finally believe all the good work you've done this year by lighting the candles? As you can see, what happens when that doesn't happen? Yeah, I texted you with what? It was like a minute and a half left. You're like, I'm at my brother's wedding. Yeah. I'm like, yes, but did you burn the candles I, this I, week? I did not bring the candles to Tampa <laughs> for my brother's wedding. And yes, this is a true thing. Gilio did text me. Brownlow even texted me. Brownlow was like, did you did you, did you not give the did you not give the candles to Gilio while you were gone? I'm like, you know what? That was a mistake on our part. But you know what? The the, the candles haven't always worked. Okay, they haven't always worked. But it does make you wonder, how bad could this season have gone if we didn't have the candles? Dude. Which also gets to a larger existential question. Would it have been better for NC State fans this year if the yes. candles didn't work yes. against ECU? Yeah, it would have been better if ECU just made the kicks and put everyone out of their misery in week one. Yes. But you know what? Think of the friends we made along the way. Mm. Next up. I got a proposition for you. All right, last one from Ziggy. Hey, Joe, if you could f- make a fake Twitter account with a blue check, what would you? What would it be? Or I'm sorry, who would it be? What's the tweet? <laughs> well, well, you don't have to make it fake. Yeah, you just make one. You just make one, right? That's a thing now. But that yeah. blue check, though. 
No, you, well, yeah, you, you just, buy it. You just you buy just it for eight it. bucks. Yeah. It's eight bucks a month, so it could be whoever you want. Like we said. We saw this over the course of the last uh, few days where people have created fake sports accounts. We're not – they basically – they pay the 8 bucks, they get the blue check, and they're acting like, oh, this guy's going to get fired or I'm retiring oh, or oh, there's affecting a whole, the, Scott, the, st- the stock prices of companies. There's a whole cottage industry of, like, fake Pepsi and fake yeah. Coke. Did you see the one from – the fake Coke one? Did you see the? Did you see the fake Nintendo one where they, see, they did a Photoshop of Mario giving you the bird? Oh, no. Yeah. It looked like Nintendo of America, and here's Mario giving you the finger. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And, of course, you know, Elon. Here, all right. I need to see that. It's really funny. I don't know if it's been deleted or not, but why would it be? Or maybe it got banned. I have no idea. Someone screen grabbed Look, it. man. Look. Here's the thing about Twitter. That site might not function by the end of the week. All the other stuff is whatever. My my initial thought with Twitter, and I think if you're a sports fan, you're pretty familiar with Twitter because it's a good way to experience a game. It's a good way to get news. It's a good way to follow along, right? So I think most of the people in the audience have had some experience with Twitter. When Elon Musk bought the company because he got dunked on Twitter so many times that he decided, fine, I'll just buy you. I thought that eventually users would siphon off, right? Because he would throw so many terrible features at it or put it behind an entire paywall and nobody would want to pay for it, that users would just kind of go away, right? What I never thought of was, wait a minute, would Elon Musk fire so many people that the site might not actually work? As my guy Kevin pointed out, he's firing the plumbers and the electricians. So when something breaks and a server is going to break... The site might not be able to function. That's well, what I was not counting on. Not to mention this this story about they these fake verified accounts. Yeah. Eli Lilly, which is a drug company, yes. had tweeted about free insulin. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're not giving away insulin, not in this country. You saw what happened to stock price? And their stock price plummeted like, yeah. they're going to have some issues here. If you got Hey Joe questions, just use that hashtag, Hey Joe. We'll get back to the NFL and all right, so Jeff Saturday winning in his first game as an interim head coach is is pretty incredible. But there's a flip side to that. We'll get into that next. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Look, the NFL is king because it just provides all sorts of drama and crazy results. We saw one of the wildest endings in a regular season game between the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. The Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers ended in a similar fashion, not as nuts, but a pretty compelling ending. And then you also have the just what the what a week, man, for Jeff Saturday. He goes from a consultant with the Colts that most people understand him as an analyst, both on ESPN and he's done some radio work with the Tar Heel Sports Radio Network and Jones Angel. He's done a great job on that on that crew. To be in the interim head coach and people just ripping it. But dude goes out there and he wins. And it, that's a story in and of itself. But on the flip side of that, there was another interim head coach that got his team to the playoffs, didn't get the job, and they go and get the shiny object in Josh McDaniels and they're 2-7 and seven now, having lost to the Colts. 
who the analyst, who's now the interim head coach, said was horrible a couple weeks ago on Twitter. And then he can beat him to help us talk about that perspective. Scott Goldbranson, silverandblacktoday.com, Raiders inside, insider. Scott, how are you, man? Good. Both Joes. How are you doing today? We're good. We appreciate the time. Yeah, we make it easy for you, Scott. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> just say Joe. We're good. Um, so how does, how does Josh McDaniels have a job today after getting beat by a team with <laughs> – fresh off an NFL studio set for ESPN, interim head coach, and having your guy, your main guy, Derek Carr, break down post game and kind of put it on you. How does Josh McDaniels still have a job, man? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's the same question a lot of fans in Raider Nation are asking today. Uh, we do a post game show, and during the post game show, that was up, obviously the drumbeats. Like this guy became a meme if he wasn't already already <laughs> one because of his experience in Denver before. And so now, what are you doing here? But I'll tell you what, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is committed to the to him and to his buddy, who's the GM, Dave Ziegler, who both came from New England uh, at the end of last year, of course. And I think the situation here with Derek Carr, there's clearly the locker room is a mess. Um, and I think it tells you more about what their plan might have been that they didn't let on when they come in, which is this roster is nowhere near. Yes, they made the playoffs last year. Yes, Rich Passaccia did a good job of keeping a team together when it was an absolute disaster last year between the Henry Ruggs vehicular manslaughter to the John Gruden racist emails, all that stuff that happened last year. He was a good man. He kept the team together. They, they were scrappy at the end and made the playoffs. Um, but there's a bigger plan, and clearly the owner, Mark Davis, said today he feels Josh McDaniels is doing a good job. So uh, either he's gone to one of the legal dispensaries in Nevada or uh, he really believes it. Scott Goldbranson from silverandblacktoday.com joining us here on the OG on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. It's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. Scott, I can kind of see you said the dispensary. I can kind of see the owner saying, you know what? Mike Mayock, who I love, by the way, how many first-round picks did he screw up? And at what point do you have to pay the price for not hitting on any of those first-round picks, right? So I could see getting – I could see some grace for Josh McDaniels, but how is Mike Mayock received there in in Raidersville? Well, I think people loved Mike Mayock, uh, and and to be fair to him, I think anyone who doesn't understand how that operation worked – John Gruden was the true GM. Mike Mayock was there to hopefully give some balance. Okay. And did Mike Mayock have some um, um, ability to influence John Gruden? Perhaps. But you're absolutely right. The drafts were terrible. I don't put that on Mike Mayock. There were a couple guys, I think, that were Mayock guys that didn't pan out, but they weren't first-rounders. Uh, that was all John Gruden. And you look at when you have three and a half years, three, four drafts, of terrible drafts where where almost every single one of those people is gone except for Josh Jacobs uh, and Clee Farrell from Clemson, who is not the number four overall player that they thought he was. Uh, He's a role player on the defense. Um, That's where you're in. And I think that's where Raider fans were somewhat misled by the team when these guys came in because they said, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not here to rebuild. We're going to compete because they went out and they spent a hundred million dollars on Devontae Adams Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Derek Carr. So I think Raider fans had this idea that this team is close, uh, but in reality they're not because, as you guys know, you cannot miss that 
wholesale amount of picks in three consecutive drafts and be as competitive as a playoff team. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Scott Goldbranson joining us here on the OG. That was Devonta Adams was actually my next question. I don't blame him for going for getting away from the cuckoo bird who is Aaron Rodgers. But how is he holding up? How is he holding up? Obviously, he has the relationship with Derek Carr, but he's got to be looking at the situation going, what in the world did I just get myself into? Yeah, he's been very vocal uh, the last two games with these disasters that have happened to this team. And he's he's called out guys and said, look, you know, some people aren't committed as much as they need to be. And they're not. He focuses on the execution, right? The sloppy gameplay, the inability uh, of some of these players to, to do their job, as he would say, on the field. So I think Devontae Adams is incredibly frustrated. He's, he's incredibly frustrated with a big new fat bank account. Of course, he sure. deserves all of it. He's one of the greatest players in the NFL at the position. But at the same time, um, I think there's a lot made of his relationship with Derek Carr. But uh, if you look at it, um, I think he's one of those key, this cornerstone guys that they will start to build around as they have to look at this roster and in many ways start over. And, and, and Dave Ziegler made mistakes. He, he didn't make a mistake giving Devontae Adams the money he did, but the money he gave Darren Waller, who can't stay on the field, uh, has only played three games this season, uh, was ill-advised, as was Hunter Renfro, who's a good slot receiver, and Raider fans love him, but for $16 million a year, I don't know about that. So they, they spent a lot of money there, and I think Devontae Adams is going to be a wait-and-see, and, see, and um, I, I think he'll have a new quarterback next year, so who knows what will happen. Scott Goldbranson, silverandblacktoday.com. We appreciate the insight. Uh, it'll be a hell of a week in Las Vegas after what just happened on <laughs> Sunday. Enjoy. It will. Take care, guys. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. Elsewhere in the NFL, are are we are we to take the Dolphins for real? Yeah, I mean, as much as we can, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on what happened with the Buffalo Bills, right? And a lot of that conversation is also around Josh Allen. Who, who what's the real Josh Allen, right? Are we seeing are, are we seeing a, a blip in the Josh Allen MVP candidacy from last season? And he's kind of going back to what he's always been. There's a lot of similarities with the way we talk about Josh Allen and the way we talked about Cam Newton. There's a lot of good that Josh Allen can do, and he's they're in these games because of him. But there's also some some fallibility. He, he turns the ball over a lot. He leads the league in the interceptions right now. But shh, 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 don't tell anybody right now, but the Dolphins are in first place of the AFC East. And I don't want to oversimplify the Dolphins' season, but it's when Tua's in and when Tua's not in. They're 7-0 when Tua Tungavailoa actually completes games. Yeah, but they're also they're exactly what I wanted Matt Rule to do. Mm-hmm. Look at who they're beating. Pittsburgh, who stinks out loud. Detroit, who can't get out of its own shadow. Chicago, who stinks. And the Browns, who stink. Mm-hmm. If you just beat the teams who stink, they pummeled the Browns. Guess what? Yesterday. Guess what? Yeah. You're seven and three. Mike McDaniels is the smartest move of the entire offseason, and that includes bringing in Tariq Hill. Now, here's the thing about the Dolphins that I would add I'm not going to disagree with the teams that they've beaten, have not been very good. They did beat the Bills. They did. They did beat the Ravens as well in that yeah, in that mark. big comeback. Yep. But we're we're gonna find out more about the Miami Dolphins coming up. They got road games against the 49ers, the Chargers, and the Bills. I said this back when they beat the Bills in the Heat. I'll be on the Dolphins bandwagon if they can go to the cold and beat the Bills. They might. All right. They I've seen might. one. I've seen one too many <laughs> Dolphins getting beat by the Bills later in the seasons of my life to be like, oh yeah, the Dolphins are gonna be great. No, 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 no. As you experience in Tecmo Super Bowl today, the Bills will get you, okay? The Bills will get you.